0: Hello, sweet listeners. Thanks for tuning in to the NetSuite podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Fisher, and we are already more than halfway through 2022, which might be scary to some of you, but it means good news on the NetSuite front. 2022 release two is here. Sneak peeks are officially live, so we're taking this episode to discuss all of the new updates that come with it. We'll be joined by several guests to help us break down everything you need to know with new capabilities across inventory counting, mobile, wholesale distribution, and more. So stay tuned because that's coming up next.
1: You're listening to the NetSuite Podcast, where we discuss what's happening within NetSuite, why we're doing it, and where we're heading in the future. We'll dive into the details about the software and the people at NetSuite who are behind all the moving parts. We'll also feature customer growth stories, discussing the ups and downs of running a company and how one integrated system can help your business continue to scale.
0: First up, Senior Director of Product Marketing, Lisa Schwarz joins us to provide a general overview of what's new in 2022 release two, A little teaser, if you will, into what we will discuss throughout the remainder of the episode, as well as a refresher on how the update is delivered to all of you and how to prepare for it. Hi, Lisa. I can't believe it, but it is already that time again. We're back to another release episode.
2: Yeah. Hey, Kendall. It certainly is. Time has gone by really fast. (laughs) Yeah. It has this year
0: indeed. And I'm, I'm really excited, um, to jump into everything that's to come. I mentioned this in the opening of the episode, but we've got a few people joining us to chat about what's happening in 2022 release too. But can you provide a little teaser of what to expect?
2: Yes. We've got some really great things teed up for our listeners. First up, uh, we'll be covering Smart Count, which is a new mobile inventory count solution. It may sound familiar to a few people. Uh, we previewed it last year at Sweet World, so happy to see that it's now available. Another interesting uh, product we'll be talking about is the new and improved rebate and trade promotion suite app. It automates and simplifies this really complex process. You know, not only from a management. An execution side of these programs, but also from accounting side. So stay tuned for that. Um, and then, last but certainly not least, is uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with the new with the Netsuite mobile app. You know, it's a little different from our usual feature coverage stuff, but there's been a ton of great work going on that side of the house from both the uh, iPhone and Android apps. So it's great to see uh, that we'll be diving a little bit deeper into that. Some really cool areas that I cannot wait to dive
0: into, but... Before that, I think it's always important on, uh, these kinds of episodes to explain how releases work, you know, for our new listeners and or customers who've never been through this before, um, or for those who just need a refresher on how all this works. So, so how are these new features being delivered to
2: our customer base? Lisa. Yeah. Always good for a refresher reminder. I know, you know, I can barely remember like what I had for breakfast the other day. So, (laughs) Um, well, we uh, re- we release product updates uh, twice a year, so all 31 plus thousand of our customers receive these updates. Everybody is on the same release, using the latest and greatest version of NetSuite. This is our second update of the year. Uh, So, um, hopefully, for those folks who have been with us for the first release, you know, that was a smooth, easygoing process, so this should be uh, no different, but um, generally, you know, the update is released in three phases. This time, it'll be, you know, we're releasing between August and October. Each customer is assigned to a release phase. So in your application, in your, uh, on your dashboard, uh, you'll see a new release portlet pop up, um, which will provide the dates and the time of when the account is updated and um, when you can access uh, the release preview environment. So on the day of your update, you know, customers don't need to do anything or install anything. Accounts will go offline uh, during this update time, which is usually scheduled for about a two-hour period, but most of our updates, they tend to happen within 60 minutes or less. So um, pretty seamless and transparent to most of our users. Well, I think a big
0: part of that, like you said, hopefully if you went through our first release of 2022, it was smooth operations for you. But um, part of that is preparing for this. So, how should customers best prepare for the update to make sure
2: that it really does go seamlessly? Yeah, um, you know, not that everybody has to, you know, do things and prepare, but it's always good to be aware and conscious of what's happening and, and all the new stuff that's being uh, released and available to take advantage of. So, first thing is just you know become familiar with what's in the release. You know, a little brushing up, learning uh, just to become aware is always great. And the second thing, if you really wanted to, you know, uh, get it get into this and uh, experience it, is to request a release preview account and give it a try. You know, um, while these the updates do happen automatically. Uh, It always is good to test out things, you know, with your customizations or integrations and other workflows just to, you know, be on the safe side. I know I don't like surprises. Uh, so, uh, a little preparation in advance, uh, never hurts. Yeah. So, um, you can, you know, request a release preview account. If you don't, uh, have that, which is done in, in NetSuite In you on your, on your NetSuite application under the setup, uh, tab, just go in and that's where you can request a preview account for this release.
0: Awesome. Um, and what other ways can customers really learn about 2022 release? to like, where can they read more? Where, where, where can we send them after they listen to this in-depth episode?
2: Yeah, definitely. So along the becoming familiar with what's in in the release, there's a bunch of uh, ways you can do that besides listening to the podcast Mm -hmm. from uh, from a reading perspective. Well, we've got the sneak peek blogs um, that are on NetSuite.com. So I think uh, with this release, we've got about seven of them, which do a little bit of a deep dive into uh, some of the on the product features, the key product features. Uh, so that's a quick way to to read about that. But then always, you know, if you really want to, you know, get the full full details of stuff, there's always the release notes. So those are available uh, to go find uh, a nice shady tree and uh, <laughs> spend some time with some iced tea or other refreshing beverages there and uh, read up on that. Um, there's a bunch of uh, training videos that are always available on uh, the sponsoruite answers so uh, take a take a look around there and see what what type of videos are there for you to uh, brush up on um, and then there's a bunch of uh, actually events happening, so um, I would encourage uh, customers if they're not aware of um, the the customer meetup virtual events. Those will be happening uh, in early part of August. So if you haven't received an invitation to that yet, I would encourage you to either reach out to your account manager for that or um, on the NetSuite website on the events section. um, There are also ways for you to register for that. And then of course, the ultimate uh, event is Sweet World. So we have that coming up. which, you know, a lot of these features uh and things that uh are in this release will be uh talked about even more, shown in demos, be in the demo grounds and have breakout sessions on. So um, you know, Sweet World will be a great way to learn about these new things um in Vegas, you know, full suite ahead. Let's yes. let's go to Vegas. <laughs> let's
0: do it. I love that. Yes. And we will I'll provide links to all of that content in the description of this episode. And, and also if you haven't yet registered for sweet world, I will provide a registration link for you as well. Um, and Lisa, just thank you so much for coming on and giving us this overview. I think it's time now to, to dive into all of those areas with some of our experts who are coming on to join us. So with that, I bid you farewell. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Kendall. Next, we're diving into our all new cycle count functionality with Smart Count. Joining us is Laura Moretti, our Senior Principal Product Manager. Hi Laura, as businesses who carry inventory look to improve their bottom line right now, we know it's important to maintain the correct levels of inventory to meet demand without having too much inventory on hand that's just sitting there and therefore incurring more expenses. Um, To do this, periodic inventory counts are essential. So to start, can you explain the difference between doing a full count or cycle counting regularly and why we recommend those cycle
3: counts? Uh, Yeah, sure thing. So when you're doing a full count, that means that you're counting your entire location at once. There's a couple of really big challenges with that. Uh, The first one that you may not think of is it might not actually be frequent enough. Um, You know, if you're counting once a year, twice a year, if you're talking some products that move really quickly or that have a really high value, it might actually be more uh, efficient for those items to count them more frequently. Mm -hmm. The other really big challenge when you're talking about a full count is that it often requires shutting down your entire business. I'm sure you've probably walked by a store or gotten an email from a company that you are a customer of that says, hey, we're not shipping out inventory this weekend because we're doing an inventory count. And that's just a real challenge. It's a huge disruption. It's very costly. It can cost people customers because the customers have to go somewhere else. Uh, The other big challenge with a full count is that all of your inventory changes are going to hit all at once, which means it's a big hit on your expenses and it might generate some really big orders. So if you are running on a replenishment system and you're running on reorder points, As an example, and you have a couple hundred items are suddenly under their reorder point, you could trigger a really big order all at once for, you know, half of the items in your company. And that Mm -hmm. might just be way too big. So cycle counts are going to get rid of a lot of those challenges. When you do a cycle count, you're counting specific items or specific categories at certain intervals. And what's great about that is that it's really flexible. So you can count more important items more frequently. So you can say that you want to count uh, you know, your, your jewelry, your high-end watches, your iPhones, et cetera. Maybe you wanna do those weekly or daily. But when you have items like screws, you may wanna count those once a year because you know, the value is very low. Their uh, volume is is lower too. Right. So it lets you be flexible that way. And it's less disruptive because there's fewer items to count every day. You're not going through and counting everything in a location in a single day or in a day or two, you're counting just a couple of items. And that lets you spread that out throughout the year. And finally, like I was saying with those orders, you're not gonna get those big giant orders for those products where you fell under your reorder point because of your cycle count. You're not going to get all of those orders at once. You're going to have a couple of items this week, a couple of items next week. It allows you to spread those expenses over the year, which is really gonna be better for your bottom line.
0: Wow, it's it's funny you say that. I'll never forget. Um, I had to I was going on a trip um a couple of years back and I went to a, a major department store that I will not name, but they were doing a full count. And so they had shut the store down like three hours early, and it was like one of those like last minute things I needed to get in and grab something and they'd shut the entire store down. And I was like, Oh no, this is why you need to be cycle counting. But anyway, um, <laughs> so I, I have a personal story there, but, um, okay. So I, I'm hearing all the benefits of cycle counts, um, and why, you know, we definitely recommend them, but what are the difficulties that companies face in doing cycle counting and why are they more difficult for some industries such as like retail and high volume distributors? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I, I think a lot of it comes down to the systems um, certain system limitations are going to make a cycle count difficult for uh, certain types of companies. Um, so one example is that in a lot of systems, you actually can't count while you're performing other transactions in that location, even on different items. So let's say you only wanted to count the socks at that department store, but keep open the department you were going to. Um, In some systems, they wouldn't allow you to do that. They would actually require the entire location to be shut down. That's a real challenge and definitely not ideal. Um, Another one is sometimes that setup can be really difficult, especially if you're talking retailers or high volume distributors, where you just have a large number of items. Um, A lot of times you have to create what's called a cycle count plan. And you have to choose which items are going to be counted. You have to make sure that the list is accurate. Then you have a manual process to actually send that list of things to be counted to the warehouse. Um, In some systems, there's not even an electronic way to send the list. You actually give them a paper list. And that, I'm sure you can imagine how complex that can get with a bunch of little paper uh, slips of paper saying what to do. And finally, uh, approvals can be really complex. Yeah. When you're talking huge numbers of items uh, across many different locations, if you're having to look line by line across all of the counts that were done in order to approve them and find the things that were not okay, then you could be taking you know hours or even days to take a look at those. And that's definitely not ideal for anybody. No,
0: no. Especially right now, as we are all looking to create greater efficiency in our business to really improve bottom line. So, um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, that I can see those challenges being an issue. So as I said, in the introduction to this episode, as well as the introduction to you, Laura, we are releasing smart count in 2022 release two. So tell us more about it. What is it and how does it relieve some of those pains that you just mentioned?
3: Ah, so excited to talk about this. I uh, have been working on Smart Count for a while and I'm really excited that I'm ready to share it out here with our customers. Uh, so Smart Count uh, helps in a bunch of different ways. Um, The first one is that scheduling that we were talking about. So it uses the built-in NetSuite item location configuration and the next count date and count interval that are already there in NetSuite. And what it's going to do is use those to automatically send uh, to the people in your warehouse or in your store a list on their mobile device of items that need to be counted today. There's nothing that uh, has to be done to set this up other than just creating the next count date. So you say this item needs to be counted every seven days, and every seven days when the person in the store or the warehouse opens their mobile device, they'll see that those items should be counted. So it's super easy, automatic setup. Uh, The next thing is the interface. So the interface, um, you can really set it up so that your people are going to be scanning in the way that you want them to scan. So one example is you can force tally scans, which is where the person would have to literally scan every single item to increase the quantity. That's how we did it when I worked at the big department store that you may have been shopping at. And you can also uh, allow quantity entry. And the great thing about that is that's actually uh, selectable at an item level. So you can say that people have to count, let's say refrigerators or full bicycles or computers or other high value items by scanning every item, but maybe your low value items, like again, your screws, your washers, um, mm-hmm. you know, nails, things that you're going to have thousands of, they can mm-hmm. just type in a quantity for.
0: Them. Wow, wow. Um, and there's also some intelligence around scheduling a cycle count, right? How does right. that work and, and what business processes might trigger a cycle count? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So the really smart thing about smart count is that we're enabling you to create a count trigger or a count configuration based on any item safe search. So what that means is that you can set up your own business roles for when you would like to have a smart count trigger. So uh, one example that we've seen a lot of people saying they want to do is if an item gets below its reorder point, they would like to have somebody validate that that item is actually below its reorder point before Mm -hmm. the order goes and triggers.
0: Got it. Got it. Um, So is, is smart count dependent on any other NetSuite modules?
3: Uh, Yeah, it is. It requires advanced inventory management and SCM mobile, which is our supply chain management mobile application. And where is it available? It's available everywhere in the world that NetSuite is available.
0: Well, we love to hear that. Um, Laura, this is great. Very exciting stuff on SmartCount. I know we've chatted about it in the past. And so it's really awesome to see it coming to fruition in 2022 release too. And I just appreciate you so much for coming on and,
3: and chatting about it. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm very excited to share this with everybody. How did six out of the top seven best performing tech stocks gain visibility and control over financials, inventory, planning, and budgeting with NetSuite by Oracle? Answers at NetSuite.com slash code. NetSuite.com slash code.
0: Next up, NetSuite's industry product manager for wholesale distribution, John Beck, dives into our new suite app for rebates and trade promotions hi John thanks so much for joining us
4: thanks so much
0: well first we're going to ease into this just a little bit um, what are rebates and trade promotions
4: sure so it's a good question right um, so rebates and trade promotions include a somewhat you know wide set of use cases but generally speaking they're all geared towards driving revenue volume loyalty profitability ultimately um, there are pretty much always B2B in nature, and taking place between supply chain participants. So manufacturers, distributors, and and retailers. There's really a multiple reasons why these agreements are used, right? They can be promotional in nature. That's probably the majority of scenarios that we see. But there are also other uh, usages as well, right? There are scenarios where supply chain participants are looking to mitigate the impact of competition in a particular geographic area for example they can be used to shelter prices so that the actual price of a transaction is not actually what's on an invoice that could be for competitive reasons for example and um, they can also be used in other series where third parties are involved for example royalties calculations spiffs and other scenarios involving GPOs and and buying groups. There's kind of a variety of uh, scenarios where they're used, but I would say predominantly they're promotional in nature. So,
0: okay, so I'm hearing a lot of a lot of benefits here. Um, I mean, how important would you say rebates and trade promotions are to manufacturers and distributors? Like, how important is that kind of um, you know that loyalty, that providing that competitive edge?
4: Sure, sure. I mean, really, where they apply. they're they're critical Um, and really if they're not calculated and they're not claimed then they're effectively lost lost and that loss really in many cases goes directly to the bottom line so for distributors in particular the impact of these is often equal to their income for the year and in the past couple decades I've been in WD in particular which is my particular area of focus I've often heard that the impact of rebates and trade promotions is equivalent to the distributors bottom line for the year. So, um, a penny saved, there's a penny earned for sure.
0: And so then what, what are some of the common challenges manufacturers and distributors face in managing and implementing, implementing promotions, um, and rebates? Like, you know, where, where do you see that kind of become a loss and impacting the bottom line?
4: Yeah, sure. So the biggest challenge that you know comes up with these is is when they're transactional in nature, which is really the majority of the scenarios, by the way, right? So that really means you know when when each of these uh, are calculated on on an individual sales order, or on a cash sale, or or on an invoice, and in moderate to high volume environments, really, it's it's kind of impossible to manage manually. Imagine, right? We're entering an order and or we're entering a sale in some way and we need to calculate a rebate, and, and uh, there could be multiple rebates on, on one sale transaction. So if you have multiple agreements, how do you manage all of those? And how do you manage which one you should choose if they're multiple in effect, a transaction entry? And imagine that uh, instead of having one user trying to manage that, imagine having you know tens, twenties, hundreds of users trying to manage that. So ultimately really it's impossible to manage without having some sort of systematic way Of calculating these and that's really you know one of the huge values of of having this right um in addition to that really just real quick i mean there's there's often negotiation that takes place at time of sale and so Mm -hmm. uh, where these are you know these rebates are calculated particularly where they're promotional in nature and there's some sort of negotiation going on in parallel at the time of sale how do we how are we able to effectively negotiate if we don't know what our post rebate or net of rebate bottom line is. So it's really imperative really that, you know, there's some sort of systematic way of calculating these rebates and seeing the impact of the rebate on the bottom line. So that, you know, situations like these, we know exactly how far down we can go.
0: So what are we offering in 2022 release two to really help solve some of these challenges? Like you said, really, um, you know, minimizing those, those manual tasks and helping calculate um, the impact on the bottom line and so forth.
4: Yeah, so the overall solution will be delivered over several releases, um, but this first release coming up here this, uh, this fall will be the foundation uh, of the solution. And mm-hmm. with that, we'll include the ability to create, configure, and manage agreements. It'll include a calculation engine. It'll include multiple calculation methods. And that first release, this first release will be based on sales, uh, sales as opposed to sales and purchases. We'll deliver a purchase flow uh, in a subsequent release. And so this first release will also include the ability to accrue, reverse accruals, and process claims and disbursements. So essentially, you can pay or get paid from any business partner, if you will, or any entity, if you will, um, that you're dealing with. Um, So with that, sorry, just real quick, with that on several subsequent releases, we'll continue to add functionality. Some of those things will be calculations on assembly items, volume incentives, and again, as I mentioned a minute ago, purchase transactions.
0: Okay. So, and this is an all new
4: rebates and trade promotion suite app, just to clarify. It's a new suite app. Previously, we had a suite solution that we kind of leveraged to to meet this need, which was more of a a packaged professional services offering, but this Mm -hmm. is the the first product solution that we're delivering. Yes.
0: Got it. Okay, good. Thanks. Um, So how is having this capability enhanced by really being a part of the suite versus a separate you know, application or, or applications even.
4: Sure. Yeah. I mean, as I mentioned, right, it, it, given the transactional nature of most of these cases, it's, you know, it's, uh, there's really no alternative, unfortunately, to actually having an embedded native solution. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, in certain scenarios, right. If you're just dealing with volume incentives, you know, which are volume incentives, I, right? This is like the scenarios where you have, uh, Hey, if you buy a million dollars for me at the end of the year, you'll get a percentage back or things like this, right. Those are things that can be done at the end of the year in a spreadsheet, not that big a deal, but where you have multiple promotions going on at time of an individual sale, you really need to have some sort of native embedded solution to be able to manage it properly. Um, so, so yeah. And,
0: and what about from an accounting perspective? Like how does that, how is this benefiting our customers?
4: Right. That's half of it as well, right? right? You need the ability to calculate these rebates. When you calculate them, you need to be able to post an accrual at the time of invoicing, potentially recalculating those rebate amounts as uh, at the time, uh, based on, you know, the actual fulfillments that might've occurred and then reversing those accruals at the time a claim or disbursement is generated. So, you know, that is, uh, you know, when these transactions begin to accumulate and the volumes increase, especially in high volume environments, that can be really challenging. So having a real-time solution that manages all that is, you know, certainly a big part of it. Yeah,
0: Right. And that's all, you know, connected seamlessly um, to be able to move Absolutely. that information back and forth between uh, between various teams. Well, thank you, John. This is exciting stuff. We really appreciate you coming on and, and talking to us
4: about it. Well, thank you. Thanks so much. I too.
0: And to wrap up our 2022 Release 2 episode, Malin Huffman and Tom Bartak will jump on to discuss the exciting updates around our NetSuite mobile app. Hi, Malin and Tom. Thanks for joining.
1: Hi, Kendall. My pleasure. Glad to be here.
5: Hey, nice to meet you.
0: So to kick things off here, um, can you provide our listeners with an overview of the NetSuite mobile app?
1: Very happy to. So we have a mobile app that's currently available for both iOS and Android devices. It's a free download. You can get it today. And it's really designed to give every NetSuite user some key visibility and an access to the suite to manage your business anywhere you have your smartphone. So you're not restricted to just having your, your desktop, your laptop, anywhere you've got your phone, you can get work done. You've got things like dashboards, sales activity logging, expense reports, time tracking, approvals, uh, customer and sales records, many, many other types of data in the suite, saved searches. So really, it is NetSuite in your pocket. Um, there's also features, as I mentioned, for basically any NetSuite user, executives, managers, sales, services, anyone. Um, it also supports key customizations that you've made to your NetSuite account, custom fields, scripting. So all in all, it's a very powerful and flexible app, uh, again, in your in your hand or in your pocket on your smartphone device
0: which we're all living on, um, in these, in this this current age. So that is important. Um, Tom, why is 2022 release to particularly important from the mobile perspective? Like, why are we talking about it in this, in this episode?
5: So that's a very good question. Um, you know, this time we reached a very important milestone of making both the Android as well as the iOS app, uh, functionally the same. You know, historically, these two versions were split. Uh, One was playing catch up with the other and vice versa. And that is no longer the case. So we are no longer confusing our users with what is available in which app, because now it's the same. And that's important not only from the end user perspective, that's important also for account administrators who can simplify their setup uh, and onboarding. So that's why it's important.
0: And does this potentially affect the way we'd release or even approach new features?
1: It definitely does. And Tom kind of hit on on some of these points Uh, without getting too deep into how the sausage gets made. It's going to accelerate our mobile development to work this way. Um, from, from an internal perspective, we've been kind of alternating between the two as a, a way to experiment, try things out, and, and then, as Tom said, play catch up on, on the other platform. And after a number of years of working this way with our mobile apps, we think it's going to get uh, much better results by unifying the feature set, unifying the design as much as we can across them, and then tackling improvements to both apps at once going forward.
0: Well, and I can kind of see this at a high level and you even kind of touched on it, but can you just really get get specific here? Why is this so beneficial to our customers?
1: Right, you know, I was talking about the, the internal benefits, but it is definitely a benefit to customers as well. And and Tom mentioned admins being able to kind of manage their user base more, more easily. Um, and customers will all be able to use those same features at the same time. It'll be easier for them to, to learn if they pick up a, an iOS device and use our app. And then go over to an Android, or trying to help another user, you know, they'll see a very similar experience and and the same fun functionality. So that's that's important. Um, I think uh, it's also easier for us to to promote and message that to everyone at once, and they don't get frustrated seeing, oh, I can do this thing on an iOS app, but I can't do it over here on on the Android version because it hasn't caught up yet. So it's it's just great for for both us and our customers.
0: Amazing. And to, and Tom, what are some of the new features in the mobile app? this time around
5: so the the recent ios release actually brought an overhauled record experience so we worked really hard to you know streamline your access to your data so the record list which is the central point of you know you getting to data has now its own icon its own place in the tab bar so you can go there straight up uh, right away from from the home screen, and this way you can go straight to your customers, sales orders, uh, invoices, expenses, and so on. We also focused on improving the the user experience and the explorability. So we redesigned global search. It's no longer packed with the recent records. Recent records. Uh, have been moved away from the global, global search to the record list. So we have now two tabs, one for your records and one for those you accessed recently. Again, this, is, this, this was made to <clears throat> streamline the access. And the global search has also received some improvements in terms of uh, narrowing the scope. So if, for instance, you uh, open the global search from a customers list, and start to search, it will automatically filter the results just for customers. So those are the main new features we released this time.
0: And are they available right now or, or when will they become available?
5: That's a good question. They are. Um, this is out. This has been out for like two, three weeks already. Um, and customers can get to it uh, by going to App Store or Play Store and the existing users have hopefully already upgraded.
0: Amazing, and that was a leading question because I know it's available because we have <laughs> a demo about it available on our YouTube platform. And I will include a link to that demo in the description of this episode. But um, for now, Malin, what kind of future features can customers expect from the mobile app?
1: yeah the you know the development approach that we talked about earlier with working on both operating systems at the same time is going to help us release improvements more quickly um, mobile users are, are used to frequent updates and improvements and sometimes i think it just reminds them when they see there's an update you know they'll log into to the apps on their phone and, and kind of check out what's new and, and that drives adoption so i think it's it's really a good opportunity for us to to continue adding and quickly adding more features and, and more improvements to the apps And mobile is also a great place for us to experiment and innovate with the user experience of NetSuite. So as I mentioned earlier, what we've got today is a really robust feature set. There's something for for almost every NetSuite user there. So what we really wanna focus on now is is refining those experiences, not increasing the feature footprint so much, but really making those experiences as as fast and easy as possible for the kind of quick, high repetition tasks that people wanna do every day and, and get in and out. So things like logging expenses, we, we've already done a lot of work there, you know, salespeople capturing conversations that they're having with prospects and customers, that sort of thing that, that's really rapid and, and happens over and over again. I think it's a losing battle to try and optimize every task end to end in the mobile form factor. And, and that's really not what most users want. So that's where we're going to focus on, on the experience.
0: And what, uh, what about single purpose apps? Any plans there?
1: Uh, well, single purpose apps, you know, your, your phone has a lot of uh, apps that will just do one or two tasks really, really well, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, a key principle from the early days of mobile. But with something like NetSuite, it's almost more like a, a, an operating system in itself, right? It, it has hundreds of different tasks and, and business processes spanning your whole business. And we have this notion that we call sweetness, where everything works together. It only makes sense when you have access to the whole suite. So it, it doesn't make sense, we think, to, to really implement NetSuite on the on the smartphone as a collection of these many apps. But what we can do is optimize the, the information, the way it's organized, the, the challenge of navigation. How do you get to the thing you want to do right now today? Um, and that's something that we're going to focus on within the existing apps, uh, tailoring it for, for each role and user, tailing the interface to, to get really, really quickly to the thing that you, you probably want to do today and give users the ability to tailor it themselves, customize that, that interface so that the things that they use every day are, are front
5: and center and really, really fast to get to.
0: Anything else either of you would like to share before we wrap up here?
5: So as we already discussed, uh, we work hard on uh, adopting a slightly faster release cycle and chances are that uh, before our customers Uh, get upgraded to their 20.2 release, we will have at least one version of the app out. And the one that is currently scheduled for second half of July is also quite important from the feedback perspective, because that's one of the things we're looking for, and that's getting feedback from our customers. You know, we have, uh, you know, the, the comment section in Sweet Answers, we have the same in both app stores, but that's really difficult to you know, catch up with. So this time we'll deliver an in-app feedback functionality so that the users can share anything they would like to share with us directly from the app.
0: Well, thank you both so much for the insight. Um, Some awesome stuff here with the mobile app um, and appreciate you taking the time to share. And I'm sure there will be more to come in the future. Thank you both.
1: Thank you, Kendall. Thank you very much.
0: Well, there you have it. It's like Christmas in July. Lots of awesome new functionality coming your way. And like I said, if you want to learn more or dive into any of the areas we covered today, I've left a few links in the description of this episode. Thank you so much to all of our guests for joining us today. And most especially, thank you, all of our listeners, for tuning in. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe for more episodes just like this.
1: Bye. You just listened to the NetSuite podcast. Be sure to tune in every week with more NetSuite developments, stories, and insights into the benefits of one integrated system to help you run your business.